0: Hi, friends. Today's episode is going to be a solo episode. Um, I'm going to give you some context before I read my letter to Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. So I'm going to tell you my story into motherhood. And before I tell the story, I just want to preface it with I became a mother when I met my husband's two sons and I absolutely love and adore them. And so it's kind of hard to say it's my journey into motherhood because I became a mother when I met them and came into their lives. But it is a journey into motherhood from birth, from biological standpoint, I guess. Um, So I just want to leave that there. Um, Also, Ellen, me and Ellen, we go way back, I have absolutely loved and adored Ellen. um, From day one, from when she started her show, I wrote her a letter. And when I first wrote her my letter about motherhood, and that journey, I got onto to her website and I think there was like 300 characters where you could sum up your story. And I was like, hell no. How can I do the short of the story in 300 characters? I have to write her a letter. So I wrote a letter and got the stamps and sent it there and didn't hear anything back. And so then years later, Twitch, her DJ came to Grand Prairie, Alberta, Canada. Like seriously, what are the chances? And he was doing an event and the school that I worked at actually had him coming in because we had a dance academy and he was working with the dancers. So he held, there was an event that he was at. So I went to this event and I brought my letter and I was like, this is my opportunity to hand over my letter to twitch to give to ellen like oh my gosh the stars have aligned how incredible so met twitch he's amazing he had an assistant i think his assistant's name was nelson anyways i ended up giving the my letter to nelson who said he would give it to ellen's assistant so i was like thank the good lord like I have made, I've got my connection. Ellen's going to get my letter and I'm going to talk about my journey into motherhood. Um, yeah, the phone didn't ring. <laughs> she didn't call. And then I realized I have this story and it's kind of like an Oprah story. Like it's pretty deep. Um, It happened over years. Like it takes a long time to delve into and talk about all the things and but ellen oprah she has like all of these um what i say like people who are uh well known and that have incredible stories but uh, maybe high profile people so to say So then when Ellen came around, I loved that the everyday person could be acknowledged and hang with Ellen and, and all the things. So I'm like, perfect. I have a story I can share with Ellen. But then now looking back at it, I'm like, no, there is no way that I could possibly share my story in a 30 minute or two minute segment. Like there's just no way. So that was part of the reason, too, for me creating this podcast because I want to honor stories that are the everyday Jane and Joe that have these incredible stories that are relatable, that'll have a huge impact on other people that hear the stories. And I also want to interview and talk with people who are high profile. So I want a mixture of both because there's so many powerful stories out there. Uh, that need to be heard and will make a huge difference in the lives of the people who listen to them. So, me and Ellen haven't connected yet, or me and Oprah, but putting it out there, maybe the three of us will hang in California at Ellen's or at Oprah's in Hawaii. I'll, I'll do both. California is my absolute favorite place. Well, one of them, I'll go back over and over and over and over again. And I visited Hawaii, Um, last year I think it was and yeah I'd go back to either so Ellen and Oprah let me know when you're free and we will hang and talk about all the things and we can talk about this story so I'm going to read through my letter that I've written to Ellen dear Ellen you may want to get yourself a large glass of wine Or a coffee because although this letter only skims the surface of my motherhood story it's a long one the first time I got pregnant was May 2010 I was thrilled and vibrating with excitement I told all my friends and my family right away I was over the moon a few weeks later I had my first miscarriage I was completely caught off guard I'd heard about people having miscarriages but I never expected it to happen to me. I was sad, but I grieved and moved forward. My hubby and I worked on getting pregnant again, but it didn't happen as easily as I thought. After about a year, I asked my doctor about fertility drugs. She was on board, but a few tests had to be done first. One of the tests was that Jeremy, my hubby, had to get his sperm count tested. Well, what a gong show that was here are a few things i bet you did not know and neither did i did you know a man cannot have sex for two days prior to giving a sample also the clinic that the sample had to be taken to was only open from 8 30 to 4 and closed on weekends i worked until three monday to friday and the sample had to make it to the clinic within a half an hour of being collected and there was no way in hell, not even if pigs could fly, that Jeremy would take the sample in himself. So Jeremy worked wonky hours. His schedule changed all the time. His days could start at 5 a.m. and go into late into the evening, or he could be sent out of town for work. So it really depended on the day where he would be. Anyways, after months of having the container, a miracle happened. My hubby called and told me that the sample was ready to be taken in. So I rushed home from work and go to drop it off. Of course, it was winter and a blistering minus 30 degrees Celsius. I had previously been instructed to keep the sample warm under my armpit during transportation. So I arrive at the clinic and it's located in the bottom floor of our hospital with the sample safe in my armpit and boarded the elevator. I needed to go down a floor, but instead the elevator went up. I pulled the sample out from my armpit while I waited to get to the floor and the unthinkable happened. The elevator doors opened. Of all the days, the hours, the minutes, down to the second, my mother had decided that it was the day she was visiting a sick friend at the hospital what are the chances seriously try explaining that one anyways moving forward the swimmers were in working order and i got fertility drugs eventually i got pregnant again and we were happy and excited but this time i wasn't going to tell anyone until the 12 week mark jeremy talked to my growing belly and we daydreamed of names then i had another miscarriage i didn't tell very many people didn't want anybody to feel sorry for me or to filter conversations when I walked into a room. I had tons of friends who were getting pregnant left, right, and center. I was never envious, only happy for them. So Krista, who is my doctor, and Joanne, her secretary, were incredible right from day one. I spent hours in the waiting room for each appointment that only lasted about five minutes, but it was worth the wait. They became like family. Each time I got pregnant, they both congratulated me and they were genuinely happy for me. They both had the most huge hearts filled to the brim with compassion and care. After my second miscarriage and a round of testing, there was nothing found. Third time's charm, right? That's what Jeremy said. He was so supportive and optimistic through our whole journey. I... Had a third miscarriage. More tests. Nothing turned up. I could get pregnant, but could my body carry a child? By this time, I was thinking maybe my body wasn't up to the task. Maybe that's why I ended up with Jeremy and my two wonderful bonus sons. I came to terms with the fact that if I would be okay if I wasn't able to have a biological child. I had two bonus sons and a wonderful life. Through this journey, I never let it define me. This is just a piece of my story. I never let it control my life. I had many other things to be grateful for and had lived a life full of love and laughter and adventure. When I went into my doctor after the third miscarriage, in the back of my mind, I was going to ask Krista what she thought of surrogacy. But before I had the chance to say anything, she said, This is what we're going to do next. More tests were done. Krista jetted off to Chicago for a seminar on infertility, and I sent her a text, and I said, the next plane ride you need to take is one headed to a tropical island. Her response was, I can't wait to get back to get the results to your tests. All 17 vials of blood that had been taken and tested. This just shows how incredible she is. She goes above and beyond. When she got back, she looked at the results, There was still nothing to explain my miscarriages i didn't share the news with many people i dealt with it and kept moving forward the ultrasounds were torture for me krista allowed me to do whatever i wanted and stood behind my decisions i got pregnant again for a fourth time four times getting pregnant this one had to go through i had hope i was optimistic four pregnancies and four miscarriages it was now 2014 and Jeremy and I had been engaged for years we were waiting to plan our wedding but just kept putting it off for the pregnancies and miscarriages so after the fourth miscarriage we said fuck it let's plan our wedding within a month we had a tropical destination and a date picked December 22nd 2014 in Mexico we put our deposits down I found a dress I made the guest list the itinerary was sent out and the formal invitations were stuffed into envelopes. The invitation sat on my dresser waiting for stamps. I planned to send them out within the next few days. I was so excited to be able to plan our wedding. It was really happening. I was going to marry the man of my dreams and become Miss Dunaway. Something I'd been dreaming about since the day we'd met and fallen in love. I remember the day like it was yesterday. Jeremy was working on our dirt bikes for the upcoming season. I went outside to keep him company while he wrenched away. He took one look at me and said, you're pregnant. I remember thinking, no way. I had only just recovered from my last miscarriage. It was the first month that I could have possibly gotten pregnant. I laughed it off because I thought of the stack of wedding invites that were on my dresser that were ready to go in the mail. But I didn't send them out right away. I took the test and found out I was pregnant for the fifth time. My wedding was scheduled for December 22nd, 2014, and my due date was December 30th, 2014. The stack of wedding invitations sat on my dresser waiting to be sent out, but the planning had come to a halt. In my mind, I was either having a baby or getting married. One was going to happen. No negotiating. I wanted to wait until I knew more about the pregnancy before i sent out the invites i had already emailed everyone in the guest list so people could start putting down their deposits so i had to rig it up with a travel agent to take the guest info but not put anything through until i found out our fate a wedding or a baby this time i went sorry this time i wanted an ultrasound right away this ultrasound was different Sorry, I'm like getting emotional. I, I get emotional at this point every time I read this. There it was, a tiny little heartbeat, the first heartbeat I had ever seen. It was hard to contain all of my emotion that day while I lay on the bed. When I made it back to my car, the waterworks started. Tears of happiness happiness streamed down my face. I don't even know how Jeremy felt when I called to tell him there was a heartbeat. I'm thinking he was probably a deprosos those words multiple times before it finally sank in. Then the waiting game began. i had frequent doctor appointments and got to see my baby bean at each visit. My doctor had an ultrasound machine at her office. She said the pregnancy was advancing like a normal pregnancy. It was really hard to get used to normal. The 12 week mark came and baby beans heart was still beating strong. We canceled our wedding and started to tell family and close friends our news. My belly kept growing, and the appointments kept coming and going. Before I knew it, my due date had arrived and passed. On January 2nd, 2015, at 9.09 a.m., I fell in love at first sight. It really does exist. The most beautiful boy, Brady, Brayden Danny Dunaway, arrived. I hope my story inspires and gives hope to all the women out there who have suffered a miscarriage or multiple miscarriages. I just want them to know that anything is possible. Many people have similar stories, but the subject is not talked about enough. Ellen, I would love for you to help me do something special for Kristen and Joanne. Without them, my little man would not be in my arms as I write this letter. Incredible, does not begin to describe what kind of people they are. Kind, compassionate, determined, encouraging, the list goes on. Both of these extraordinary women work way too hard and way too much. I think they both need to be whisked away on a tropical destination for a nut, much-needed pampered break. I am truly grateful for everything that Krista and Joanne have done for me. Sincerely, one of your biggest fans, Candice Dunaway. So, that is the short of it i know that was a long letter but really i could dive in for hours and talk about all the things and all the tests and all my feelings and how i made it to the other side and today my little guy is six years old i really truly believe that anything is possible and I just want to give hope to others out there and know that they're not alone. And I just don't think that miscarriages are talked about enough or, yeah, during the whole thing, I really did feel really alone. So I want you to know if you're going through something similar, I understand and sending all the love to you. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of All Things Relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe.